Thanks for joining me on Jesus and Books. I'm Jason Comley. In this episode, I'm going to be reviewing What Jesus Meant by Gary Willis. There's a couple of great insights here. Uh, I'm going to touch on at least two. I'm here with my buddy, Will. Say hi, Will. Hello. And Will and I are going to uh, discuss this and more and kind of riff on this. So, Will, um, just say hi to everybody. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, an average guy. And, you know, uh, when I was young, I was, uh, my mom always brought me to church every Sunday and I didn't really want to go. But uh, I never really contemplated religion that much until today. And I started understanding more about uh, Jesus and all the biblical characters in the Bible. And I just wanted to have more of an understanding of that. And uh, I wanted to know more about what Jesus did and what he accomplished and what kind of man he was, you know. And I know there's been a lot of uh, debates whether or not he existed. And I know that there's, uh, things have changed over time, different meanings, different words. And it's hard to, you know, understand the Bible because it's been translated so many t different times. But uh, I, I understood from what I, from what I have gathered, Jesus was, a, you know, a biblical person. And he uh, was the mother of uh, Mary and God. And... I had a different understanding of, uh, you know, how that whole <laughs> relationship kind of happened. I was talking to my buddy Jason, and he told me that uh, God appeared to Mary as a shadow, and they had sex to produce Jesus. And I and I was thinking, what? What are you talking about? What? A shadow? What? Are you you, you got to be kidding me, man. And, uh, you know, and now he's going to review this book, and I think it's going to provide more insight about Jesus because, you know, he was the type of person who hung out with different peoples of walks of life. You know, I know people don't want to talk about Jesus. People want to just talk about Game of Thrones or catch an NBA highlight or something. But I felt like, you know, it's important to know it's everybody has to everybody has to play, but everybody has to also you know, learn and work and find different things that they don't understand and try to gain that knowledge. You know, and I feel like that this is the perfect place to do it. And now I'm going to turn it over to Jason. Hey, thanks, Will. Yeah, you said a lot there. Yeah. So what I was saying about Mary, you know, she was there was a shadow that came over her. And at that point, uh, she um, was uh, impregnated. So not sure even on the scripture right now. That kind of caught me off uh, guard a little bit. I love it when you cat catch me off guard there, Will. So I guess let's go into the book. There is a couple of things that I like, Will, about this book. One is, okay, so Gary talks about how scandalous Jesus was, right? You know, Jesus was, um, he, you know, he was in constant danger. He was called an agent, an agent of the devil or the devil himself. That's in Mark uh, 3.22, John 7.20. He was un considered unclean, a consorter with Samaritans and with loose women. Uh, they accused him of being a promoter of immorality, uh, Mark 2.16, a glutton and a drunkard, Luke 7.34, a mocker of the Jewish law. Gary goes on to say that he was never respectable, uh, that he shocked the elders and the priests of the temple when he said, In truth I tell you, tax collectors and whores are entering God's reign before you. That's in Matthew 21, 31. So Jesus was really shaking the tree. He was really a radical. 
when he came on the scene. I touched on this a little bit with some of our listeners, but there was one thing that I never really caught before and I wanted to share with you guys. And that is how, so Jesus gets baptized by John and he, he goes off and the Pharisees, they see Jesus eating and, and drinking and partying. Will is, Will is allergic to cats. Uh, and I, I have five cats, so he's, uh, he's suffering here, but he's really being tough. <laughs> so Luke five thirty three to 35, the Pharisees are questioning Jesus. And they say unto him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink. So, you know, why do the... Basically, the Pharisees are saying, look, John's disciples, they fast and, and, and pray and all that stuff. Why aren't you? And Jesus replies to them, this is in verse 34, Can ye make the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? And then in 35, he says, But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. So it's it's kind of interesting. Jesus is really being uncharacteristic, or he's he's surprising everyone, including John the Baptist himself. So even John is he's getting this news, these r r reports about Jesus. And he's he wants to know what's up with this, what's up with this Jesus guy. So again in Luke uh, chapter seven, and this is kind of crazy. I didn't even I, I didn't even know about this. It's, it's amazing how uh, sometimes we can pass over these things. Uh, chapter seven seventeen to uh, twenty three, John sends two emissaries to go check up on Jesus and just see what he's up to. And we'll start with verse 17. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. And the disciple, disciples of John shewed him all of these things. And John, calling unto them, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come? Or are we to look for another? So John sends these two his two two disciples to Jesus, and they ask, "Are you really the anointed one, or should we be? Did we make a mistake? Because we're hearing things." Then in verse twenty, when the men were come unto him, they said, "John the Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or should we look for another?" And in the same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of the evil spirits, and unto that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answered, said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. To the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he 
whosoever shall not be offended in me. So Jesus replies to these two disciples of John. He says, just go and tell John what you've seen. You've seen me heal people. You've seen me heal lepers and the blind and raise the dead, preach the gospel to the poor. And whoever doesn't get in my way is, is going to be all right. Jason, I have a question. Where did Jesus get this knowledge from? healing the sick and raising the dead there must have been some type of knowledge he must have received or was it just because he was the son of god it's again i'm I'm not quite sure about the process again there's some hidden years right where he you know his teenage years essentially where we don't know what happened so i did a podcast about uh you know did jesus learn from buddha so it is possible that Jesus could have encountered teachings of Buddha. There's certainly a lot of parallels between what Jesus said and what Buddha said. But when it comes to his, him knowing that he is, he is the anointed one, I'm not quite sure when exactly that was. If that was some sort of innate knowledge that he had right from the beginning or... Uh, at, at what point in his life did he recognize that he was going to be the anointed one? I don't have an answer for you. Maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast. Well, isn't that kind of amazing, though, that, you know, Jesus, he's been caricatured as this do-gooder, I guess, just always, always doing good. But, you know, at that time, he was really a contrarian, like a radical a radical outlaw, in a sense. I remember when I was uh, in Sunday school, and uh, I was just thinking to myself, you know, why is Jesus so nice? He's just he seem he comes off as just holier than holy, you know, better than better. And I was thinking to myself, Jesus is human. There must have been times where he got frustrated or angry or even threw down with someone. And I found out later on, like I remember. Uh, it was a story maybe uh he was there were some people in a in a church or a temple and they were selling goods in the temple and jesus got angry and he took a whip and started whipping people telling them that they can't do this in the temple and i was thinking oh wow so jesus actually is human and the fact that he would actually do that means that you know he's willing to actually get angry for a cause something so important absolutely you know there's this and that's what this podcast is all about is what I've kind of heard is this grew up with was this homogenized Jesus, this all nice, all loving Jesus. And and he is like my relationship with Jesus now. Jesus is this patient teacher, this very patient Zen master, uh, if, if you will. But I sometimes but in church, sometimes I, I just feel like I'm getting the a one dimensional portrayal of him and not I don't see th this robust person the the robust contrarian that he that he was and nowadays like I've started to realize you know that in the church now I kind of feel like in a sense they've uh taken certain concepts and they've pushed it towards children to have them to be more submissive obedient but the truth of the matter is, I feel like we need to, you know, increase a sort of backbone into these children, you know, because you can tell that if someone's willing, gonna, willing to die for a cause like Jesus did, then you need to instill that type of strength 
into these youth these days because everything to them now is so watered down and they're completely sensitive to the point that everything has to be watered down for them for them to understand and i feel like with god you know you shouldn't feel you know uh inadequate you should feel more stronger because you've been you've re you've received a connection with a higher being who wants you to achieve a certain destiny on this planet actually that is a kind of a nice segue into the uh, one other amazing insight i thought that gary willis brought to the book so there's a part that gary willis talks about where jesus you know sees uh, peter's boat lying empty he has to go into it and preaches from the boat just off the shore when he finishes his discourse he asks peter to put the boat out into the lake and do some fishing now peter says I just finished fishing. There's nothing out there, right? And But Jesus insisted, and he says, go out to the deep. So in Luke 5, 4, he says, he says unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a, a, a drop. Dropped. Don't know how to pronounce that. So Jesus tells Peter to go deep. Go far, go far out there. And I really like the point that Gary makes here. So Peter goes way out into the lake and he gets so much fish. It's so abundant that other boats are summoned to collect all the fish. And of course, uh, Peter goes to Jesus, falls on his knees and says, keep away from me, Lord, since I am a sinner. He's just so blown away. But what uh, Gary, the one thing that Gary Willis says is that what he said to Peter, he says to all of us, and that is, you know, go out deep, break away from the normal. That way, you'll bring in unexpected riches, right? Unexpected riches, right? So, yeah. From what you're saying here, and what I've been gathering, so basically, you're saying that we need to, we need to be better than normal in a sense. We need to go further and try to expand our knowledge and grow and face the hurdles of life in order to receive reward and benefit. Because at the end of the day, you know, like I feel like everybody's been given a certain destiny that we have to achieve. Not everybody is, uh, you know, good at something, you know. I mean, I feel like everybody's good at something, but yeah. just not everybody can do what everybody can do because there's certain things that, hey, this person can be a very strong power lifter while the other person is a good reader or writer and he's meant to do something with his with his mind and i've kind of realized in a sense you know that in order to us in order for us to grow we have to do things that we don't like doing we have to be we we got to be in that boxing ring and we got to fight you know in order to make a difference and in order to you know achieve self growth and discipline in order to change you know change ourselves because at the end of the day we are all constantly evolving we're encountering new people new things and i kind of feel like once you try to shelter someone it doesn't prepare them for the real world. You know, you brought to mind this, the podcast that I did, uh, just the previous podcast, I was talking about how some athletes had portrayed Jesus. I think that you know, this kind of reminds me of, you know, Jesus was a quarterback, NFL quarterback. His favorite would be the, the uh, Hail Mary, right? Just, just go deep, go far, you know, long bomb. I'm not a big football fan so but the, you know the thing is is what i'm getting from it and i agree with you 
But what I really get from this is that we got to take chances and go really far out there. So especially when we know that Jesus has our back, like he's, he's there for us. Right. Uh, and, and what this brought to mind was this story. The book was called 438 days. And it's about this guy named Alvarenga who was stranded out at sea for 438 days. At one point, he had drifted 5,000 miles. It says it's the distance from Rio de Janeiro to Paris at an average speed of one mile an hour. Okay, and this is alone in a boat all by himself. This is a, this is a guy that was a seasoned, he'd always lived by the sea. He was a fisherman. Here he is trapped in this boat and he's way way out there he's way out there in in parts unknown in, in this ocean middle of the ocean and he talks about how he had heard he you know that he was convinced that sea monsters existed because he had heard their roars you know their splashing and their their grunts and their growls that he could sense these huge beasts just under his boat and around him and shrieks and things like that he didn't know what they were you know maybe huge whales it's, he was talking about you know he had seen huge huge sea turtles uh, and squids i guess with eyes that were like 16 inches wide or cir circumference but the thing is he was way out there and that, that wasn't his choice it wasn't his choice to, to be stranded out in the middle of the ocean. But this is something that no one had ever done before. No one had ever been out that far alone, surviving on grabbing turtles. And he was tearing their heads off and drinking their blood and that kind of stuff. Just whatever he had to do to survive. And he had seen things and heard things that no one else, that, that you'd only hear about in myths. You know, the, the, these leviathons. So that's what that kind of reminded me of is, you know, Jesus is saying, go way out in the deep there and there you will get unexpected riches. There you will get unexpected experiences. There you will see things that no one else will see, right? So there's kind of reminds me of, you know, when you do hard things, I forgot who had said this, but when you do really, really hard things, that gives you the key to treasures that other people cannot access. It's by doing these incredibly hard things, these incredible, uh, incredible, in going incredibly deep, going far out there. So I really like that thought there. And Jesus will expect us to. He'll expect us to stretch and to reach. Like you were saying before, you know, I guess you were saying that, you know, we coddle, we coddle some of these kids. But, you know, Jesus... If you want to be like Jesus, yes, you have to you have to love radically. You have to be radically accepting, but you also have to be willing to go against the norm and to face incredible criticism and threats on your life and everything else. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. This was a fun uh, podcast. Uh, thanks, Will. Uh, no problem. I was happy to be here. If you want to follow me on Twitter... I'm at Twitter slash Jesus and Books. Also, 
You can find me at jesusandbooks.com. I also have a SoundCloud page where you can leave comments. I really appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you next time. God bless. Thank you.